Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of Wrestling.com. I'm flying slow tonight because John Clark could not make it, but hopefully you all don't mind. I will do my best to uh, you know, talk about all things WWE Raw here uh, on on what was a, a fairly good show. You know, Ironically, I feel like I never, ever say this, but the, the third hour of Raw was actually, I would say, the, the best hour tonight. I think that's definitely... Again, probably the, the first time I've said that in recent memory. We'll talk all about it. But before I do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at Realsome, is available on any number of streaming platform, platforms. So it's not called Spotify, YouTube, or podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, of course... You're not going to bury the elf in the room here. The wrestling world is abuzz right now, but things that are happening outside of the the uh, perspective of Raw here. But I do want to try and focus on all things uh, related to the Red Brand because uh, there's definitely uh, a good amount of things to, to dig into. Definitely a couple of matches set up for Extreme Rules, uh, if not officially. Some of them were officially confirmed. Others were pretty clearly set up and just about confirmed. So uh, definitely pretty fun there. Nesh Curse, your support as always is very much appreciated there in the comments asking how I am tonight. I'm good. Uh, Sorry, show tonight, I was not feeling great about Raw, not going to lie, coming out of a show like AEW All Out. Uh, again, not going to spend too much time talking about it, but my gosh, what a, what a fun show. If you want to hear about that, I did a post show with Matt Black, so make sure to check that out on on our Facebook, YouTube, uh, all of those platforms I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, I perhaps was feeling a little down about Rob ahead of the show because, I mean, how could you possibly kind of quote-unquote match or answer a show like that so uh and maybe that was unfair right maybe that was unfair to, to have that expectation and you know ironically again the first two hours not great but ironically the third hour definitely surpassed my expectations and i guess the the sum of the parts is better than the whole i guess i i don't know i, th I thought um overall here it was a fairly good show again we always grade raw on a curve we always grade it with the sense that raw um kind of has to like work harder because it's a three hour show. So your ability to really enjoy it, um, you know, it, it, again, it's like, it's like an uphill battle. So uh, with all those things in mind, I do think it was a good show to, to I got, I guess, working backwards. So those are my general thoughts here. And I guess I will start with the, the, the main event here, because that's what's on my mind first and foremost here. Uh, Herman DeCar, though, disagreeing but, uh, with my thought that it was a fairly good show. He's saying it's meh. He's waiting for football season. And I'm more in the business of, you know, kind of focusing or, or at least, you know, paying attention to uh, ratings and TV viewership. And, and obviously, that's one of the most um, kind of important business metrics, or I guess, at least as fans, I would say. I don't know about how WWE values these things, but as fans, that's an easy thing to latch on to. So, of course, with football season starting up, uh, they ironically had a, a, a commercial night that the, the season was officially kicking off, I think, on Thursday. So that is something to keep in mind that, uh, you know, as always, you know, now the football season starting up again, uh, you know, WWE will kind of have to perhaps try and, I don't want to say do better, but maybe you know put on more shows like this of trying to really get those viewership numbers up to combat uh, you know football coming back. So the main event here, uh, we, we Stephen Chambers talking about RK Bro. So ironically, um, or or I should say maybe unusually, we had uh, the, the, a tag tournament match basically dominate the first hour of the show, and then Raw's gonna Raw. They basically took an, an intermission and uh, delayed the match until the third hour. Uh, so basically you had every tag team on Monday Night Raw uh, compete in this match for a title shot here. It was uh, Mansoor Mustafa Ali, the Viking Raiders, Mason T-Bar, 
the New Day and the New Day uh, returning in, as a duo. We have we have seen Xavier Woods. We have not seen Kofi Kingston. Uh, and we also saw Asia Styles and Omos, Jinder Mahal and Veer. And I am blanking on the seventh team, but uh, hopefully some one of you guys will remind me there in the comments. But basically, literally every team, Ultra House Party, okay, couldn't even remember because they, were, they weren't in the match that long. But basically, every team on Raw had a shot here. And, you know, for me, this was maybe not the best way to spend the first hour where it's like they, it was, it was a good match. It was a good showcase for the tie division. But for me, Anytime you have just a really long match like this, it kind of feels like they're just trying to kill time in a way. Not as a knock on the talents. I think uh, I saw plenty of, plenty of tweets saying that you have to think that at least on some level, some of the wrestlers at least had to feel like, okay, you know, AEW's got all the buzz tonight, uh, you know, this weekend coming into the show on Monday night. We're going to try and step up our game. I think that, I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but I, I feel like that's a, that's a fair uh thought you know, that, that maybe at least some of the wrestlers tonight had and you could see it in this tag team tournament match you could to me you could see that Andrew McIntyre versus Sheamus they put on a very good match so you know that maybe that that uh motivation or the extra motivation uh was present tonight where you had a lot of good matches and like I said you had the the tag team match really dominate that first hour and uh basically Mason T-Bar threw the match off the rails I think it came down to Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods against Mansoor and Mustafa Ali uh Mason T-Bar attacked them and uh during commercial ironically uh Sonia Deville and Adam Pierce said no 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 because I guess those are the last two duos they said take take some time to recover we're gonna restart this later on here to give them uh you know, a fair shake at winning this. But then uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP got started in the match because earlier in the show, Lashley confronted Randy Orton of RK Bro, the champions, who, and that's what the whole point of this title match was. To, and they didn't even announce this at first, but as it turned out, as we found out later, the winner of the title match would earn a title shot next week. So ironically, uh, all the puzzle pieces kind of came together where you had Bobby Lashley confront Randy Orton after Orton RKO'd Lashley last week. And, you know, I, John and I were talking about it last week where you had to feel like uh, that was probably setting up a WWE title match between the two of them in Extreme Rules. And I, last week I talked about, you know, theoretically, I was excited for that. So, uh, and now tonight, they all but confirmed it. Lashley confronted Orton, called him a coward, uh, and said, you know, I want to take your, your Raw tag title. But then I think, oh no, then he, uh, Orton turned around on him and said, you know, all this talk about double champions, and uh, hey, like, I, I want to face you at, uh, and he didn't, say, he didn't say extreme roles. And he said, you know, we don't fight for free, basically, let's do the pay-per-view. And to me, again, they all but confirmed that there. So I think that is very much, John and I talked about this last week, that's probably the best thing they could do at this point for the for the WWE title, where, you know, you think about Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, you could, you know, kind of hotshot a guy like Damian Priest into that role, although that might do more harm than good. So you got a guy like Randy Orton, a 14-time world champion, you don't have to do a whole lot to build that up. And he said during his promo that he hasn't wrestled Lashley in 10 to 15 years. I, I checked that math. Okay. 10 years ago, it was 2011. Lashley was, he may have even left TNA at that point. He definitely wasn't WWE while Orton was. Uh, Lashley left WWE in 2008, uh, 2008, which is right around when I got in wrestling in the first place. So I never saw them face off. They may have uh, wrestled at some points in OVW or maybe on some house shows before that. But this is a match uh, definitely not for, for a world title, uh, but definitely not um, otherwise, you know, where 
Like I, I, I just I feel like we haven't really seen this match again. Definitely not in a high profile role uh, or just a high profile uh, spot here. Not for a world title. Not even in a in a main event. Like I honestly cannot recall seeing this match, and that is a very good thing. I feel like J- John and I are always talk about it literally every week. Raw needs fresh matches. Raw needs uh, fresh matchups. Uh, so rather than even beyond kind of one-off uh, matches, you know, storylines. And this is something we haven't really seen before, and I'm looking forward to it. And they're actually doing, to the to WWE's credit, they're doing a good job uh, setting this up, where, again, he had Elastic at front order after that RKO at the end of last week's show, and then as it turned out, I, uh, it's not going to bury the lead here, Lashley and MVP wound up winning the tag tomorrow match once they did restart it in the, th- the third hour. It got pretty much the, like the second half hour of the first hour, and then it got maybe the last half hour of the third hour. It felt like it was a lot longer, um, but I guess with commercials and whatnot, it really did kind of get dragged out like that. But this match, I feel like it literally took up probably like one third of the show. Again, definitely good for the tag division where it's like, wow, they got to kind of open the show like that and they had to main event it. So, um, you know, definitely a knock on WWE that they don't necessarily seem to value tag, just tag team wrestling in general. You know, maybe maybe a one little notch in the opposite direction. Like, hey, they they literally gave them uh, like one third of the show here tonight. So uh, Lashley and MVP, they did win the match here. In the end, uh, they uh, I think it was Lashley pinned AJ Styles. We had a brief uh, kind of interaction and stare down between AJ, uh, say uh, Bobby Lashley and Omos. And ironically, uh, you know, again, knock WWE all you want. I know I I'm guilty of doing that far too often myself at this point. Um, but they act they've actually built up. A, a stare down between Bobby Lashley and almost to actually feel like a big deal here where it's, you know, Bobby Lashley, this dominant WWE champion and uh, almost a guy that, you know, so very much a newcomer um, to, to the main roster in, in general. I mean, again, his first match was at WrestleMania and we're now it's still only September. So he's still kind of in, in the er- relatively early days of his run here. So, you know, to me, that like that's that speaks to some successful uh, handling of of this guy that we haven't we've still haven't really seen all that much of uh, in, in the ring at least. Obviously, he's been around. Uh, what was that? Probably last, since last fall, if I can recall correctly. But you know, now we're really starting to see him really kind of get into his groove and and is being featured. He he almost it felt like for a second uh, kind of closed out the show by uh, choke slamming Bobby Lashley, as uh, Stephen Chambers mentioning here. Uh, and then Orton dropped Lashley with another RKO. It's worth noting that Lashley did accept that challenge for the, for the WWE title match, and they had said that they do want to have that match at Extreme Rules. And I keep checking the, the WWE website. It's still not official, uh, as far as I know, as of when I started the show. Um, for, for my life, they may have just announced it, but um, as far as I know, it's not it's not truly official yet. So anything can, as, as, as uh, any wrestling company always says, the card is subject to change. But it very much looks like we are going to get this match, and I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a very fun match. Uh, when it finally does happen, and we still have what mm, I guess, yeah, two episodes of Raw before the pay per view. So uh, I think they could definitely kind of flesh this, this story out a little bit more, build it up in a little better. Uh, and I don't think Orton's going to win. I, I'd be very surprised if he did. Although crazier things have happened, uh, if Orton does win, he'll become a 15 time world champion. That would move him past Triple H, if my research is correct. Uh, right now, Orton is third all time in the world title. Uh, right, uh, the world title list here. So I think he would move past being tied up to play. I'm not quite mistaken. I get it. So the, it's a little hard to keep track of all that stuff. But nonetheless, if Orton does win, he will become a 15 time world champion, which is a big deal. You know, you think about Rick Flair's record, you think about uh, then I think he would be 
uh, tide or I don't even know at this point. I'm, it's it's 11 p.m., folks. I was up till like 2 a.m. Uh, I should say this morning following AW All Out. So forgive me if I'm not quite with it uh, as far as the numbers go. But Orton winning would definitely be a big deal. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think he necessarily will. But again. I think they can sell the that story of, you know, kind of what we saw of Cena uh, face Roman Reigns at the SummerSlam. It's like they kind of, they really did focus on uh, Cena kind of facing Reigns, trying to knock Reigns down a peg. But there was that, that, that at least that seed of, no, you know, and he also wanted to to break that record. Orton very much could do the same thing here where he could, he could frame it around that, where maybe not being as concerned with Lashley as a character and more like he wants to be one of the greatest. How does it do that? By racking up these world title reigns here. So, Herman Dakar kind of on that note saying Orton should be the one that gets those, uh, that gets that record of having 17, 17 titles rather than Cena. So, you know, I guess that's, you know, a matter of personal preference to me. Uh, I think either one really would, would deserve it at this point. Um, I think there are definitely, you know, per, uh, pros and cons either way, you know, Cena face with the company, the guy that really literally carried the company at points, but I could say I could easily see some of his detractors saying that he left uh, for Hollywood at, at different points that he and he and he has come back. He has been loyal. But Orton, you know, by and large, he's he's been there. They not not necessarily day in, day out. He he takes breaks, he gets and and takes some time off here and there. But you know, in terms of literally leaving, you know, I haven't necessarily seen that. So um yeah, I I you gotta say that I think I either one as that's interesting, either one would deserve it. Um I think that's definitely something to uh, look forward to, right? Where you have this match with Lashley and Orton pretty much confirmed at this point. And I'd be curious to see what happens, you know, and there, there'd be no harm in having Orton lose, but uh, because it's Bobby Lashley, they, they built up so, so nicely. Um, again, crazy thing, crazy things have happened where um, we had that, that promo from Goldberg. I, I think that was last week where he said, you know, when he does come back, he's not going to be worried about the, the AW, sorry, Wow, I see that just shows me what more my mind's at. Folks, I'm thinking about AEW. Um, he's not worried about the WWE title. Uh, he's more worried about uh, getting revenge on Lashley. So there, there's probably like a, a fairly, there at least a possible path forward of Orton winning the title and then that setting up potentially Lashley and Goldberg for the uh, for not for a title, but just in a grudge match uh, potentially at the, at the Saudi Arabia show in October. So. Um, yeah, I, I think Orton stands a chance. Uh, I'd be surprised if he won because I really do think that Lashley still very much is in the probably the prime of this run, the peak, not, maybe not, if not the peak of this run. Like I feel like there's definitely more meat on the bone here. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing this match and where where they go with it. And that's Chris again saying she could see Lashley be uh, losing to Orton here. Um, so I'm looking for that match. I think overall here, uh, the raw side of the pay per view. Kind of on the the flip side uh, of SummerSlam, uh, where is where the SmackDown card really uh, propped up the overall show. I have, we don't necessarily know what's going to be happening with uh, with uh, Extreme Rules quite yet on the SmackDown side. But now going off tonight, I was just talking about Orton versus Lashley. We also do know that Damian Priest will be defending the title, the United States title, against uh, Sheamus. Granted, that's not great because that's not we've seen a couple times now where uh, Lashley, wow, I'm over the place. I am so sorry, everybody. Where we saw Priest uh, defeat Sheamus at the pay-per-view for the title. Uh, I think they faced off maybe like once once or twice uh, on, on Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's not a fresh match. That that is, that is true. So to me, you have this match tonight. It's Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a number one contenders match. Um, 
and given the fact that John and I were talking about last week, Priest pinned McIntyre last week. Uh, that that was a three way match. That would that would in theory set up a pretty natural excuse of like, hey, you didn't beat me in a one one on one match, so let's see who who really is the better man. And and there you go. Whereas instead, we had this this pay per view quality match between Sheamus and McIntyre. It was a very fun match. I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything that even that in itself that wasn't anything that we haven't seen before. So um, I, I, I'm not quite sure. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that'll be a good match. I think that one definitely needs a, a stipulation, and I think that's very much a good thing for the fact that it's on extreme rules. You could easily do if they want to, you know, just go the way they usually do: a table match, a ladder match, a street fight, anything to kind of shake it up here uh, for the pay per view. Because if they do another um, singles match, that you know, we, we've seen that. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily like really want. Not that I wouldn't want to see that, but I think there, you know, there'd be more interest in. Uh, and whatever whatever stipulation match. It is worth noting, we got a comment earlier on here uh, where McIntyre lost his match to Sheamus. Sheamus rolled him up and, and, and you know, had the tights for extra leverage there. Um, and after the, after the match here, uh, we saw McIntyre was, was very much a sore loser and he, he hit Sheamus with, with his face mask after he ripped that off. Um, and then, oh, here it is, Hermit Carr saying he hopes to see uh, Drew turn heel. I feel like we saw kind of a tease that tonight where, uh, you know, Drew was very much a sore loser. He attacked Sheamus out of the match. Yes, Sheamus cheated to win, but if you're supposed to be this kind of, you know, clear cut baby face, like, you lose, you, you you get back to your feet, you move on. Whereas instead, McIntyre being upset that he lost, he he bashed Seamus with a face mask and and dropped him with with a claymore. So I feel like this at least kind of hinted at uh at, at, at the fact that Drew could turn heel. Where it's like if you think about that, he has uh you know that he has been this this really you know top of the line face where he's been carrying the brand for quite a while i think you could get plenty of sentiment that uh not that he's gotten stale i think he's gotten better since crowds have come back i think he just he is so good at playing off of the crowds being there but maybe you kind of strike while the iron's hot of like okay rather than waiting for that effect to fade away why not just you know turn the hill now of like you know this is a guy that uh, he can't challenge for the WWE title as long as as Lashley's a champion. That's the storyline. Uh, out of the storyline, if I'm WWE at this point, I'm thinking, okay, you know, even beyond that, right now it feels like we're going toward uh, Lashley versus Orton. If Orton wins, hypothetically, we've seen Orton versus McIntyre. You know, that, they feuded like for all of last fall and SummerSlam last year. So that's not something that I would necessarily want to see um, in terms of, you know, again, all the, 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 the focus being on, for me at least, for us matches here. So uh, McIntyre turning heel uh, is definitely something that I think could be good uh, for, for Raw, for, for shaking things up, for doing things differently. Um, it's, it's tough because I think, you know, uh, McIntyre did such a good job as a face, as, as the face of the company during the pandemic era carry the company through the, along with some others like Bailey, Sasha Banks and others through that pandemic era. Um, but now, you know, whatever, wherever, whatever, wherever the, the real world's going, whatever happens next in that regard, uh, if, even if they, let's say there is another pandemic era esque kind of uh, period here coming up, you know, and who knows? I honestly, who, who, who's to say, uh, but regardless, I think that's something they could do 
to, to, to shake things up. And, and I think that'd be something pretty darn fun to see where you could have McIntyre turn heel. Harmon Takara saying you, you could bring back Broken Dreams. I very much hope to see that. Yeah, I used to love Broken Dreams back in the day. Darian Kelly agreeing that the theme needs to come back. It's a great theme song. I love it. You know, I really hope they do bring that back. McIntyre said in, in, in an interview with Fightful the other day, I think it was uh, just before SummerSlam, that... Uh, you know, WWE owns the rights to that song. So I will, he he shared his belief that it feels like they're just waiting for the right time. And, and when that time arrives, they, they can and likely will use that theme song. Um, so I, I hope to see that. A heel turn would make a lot of sense to, to do that. Uh, and you think about shaking things up and, and doing things differently. Of course, the draft comes up. If they want to send you over to SmackDown, maybe. But then you think about you know that's what, that's Roman that's the, Roman Reigns' island of relevancy. How would a potentially heel do McIntyre do over there? I don't really know. Um, but then if if you do keep John Raw, Stephen Chambers saying you could turn him heel on feud of Orton and do that. I mean, yeah, that's something that you see all the time. Where it's like even if it's not a fresh match of of the participants, it's still. Um, a, a different dynamic where it's like you could uh, kind of what we're seeing on SmackDown with, with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. We've seen that match a lot. We haven't seen it. They're building up to it now. We haven't seen it when, when it does happen. We haven't seen it like this where we haven't seen it with a heel Roman Reigns and a face Brock Lesnar. That's a complete uh, backwards uh, in, an inversion of what we've seen in the past. So, um, you know, I, I think that would be something uh, if Roman say, sorry, if Drew stays on Raw, uh, whereas if you do some to SmackDown and kind of shake him up, shake, shake things up in that regard, um, that definitely is an option. And again, I just would be curious to see uh, how all of the 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 chips would fall, if you will, uh, in that regard. Nestor Pekers uh, pointing out that Brock isn't a face. I mean, there were have been reports that they are going to position him as a face. Of course, he hasn't been a face that we've seen, but the, the reports have suggested that uh, he, I would imagine we will see that SmackDown on Friday on Super SmackDown. He will be there in person for the first time since SummerSlam. So I imagine he will confront uh, Roman Reigns and probably you know set up the fact that he will be a face. So um, and on the flip side, Nesha saying that she doesn't not sure she wants to see Drew as a heel. Um, yeah, I, I think. Like I said, I, I think you know, there, there definitely are perks to keeping him as a face and kind of keeping him a, a, in that kind of face of the company role there, at least for now. And then hopefully they kind of are able to, you know, exit that that strategy before it get, before it's too late, before they kind of people sour on too too much. But um, yeah, I, I I think either way. That's a good thing. I think, you know, even if it's not a full full heel turn, we definitely did see more more of an edge from Drew tonight. I think that's a very good thing because, you know, at some point it's been a little too little too goofy, a little too cute here uh, as that kind of John Cena-like baby face, whereas now he could be a little more of that the badass that people fell in love with uh, on the road to WrestleMania way back, you know, before, way at the beginning of the pandemic era there. So uh, overall here, I thought it was a very good match. Um, again, I kind of wish that Drew, Drew won and set up a, a paper match with Damian Priest again in the interest of fresh matches like that. So, nonetheless, I think it'll be a good match again with Priest and Sheamus. Hopefully, they do add uh, a situation to shake it up in that regard. So, uh, DJ Garcia chiming in here, and I guess I'll you know, I like to let you guys drive the show here in terms of the comments. So, here, DJ, he's asking uh, about the team of Nikki ASH and Ray Ripley. And before I talk about the comment, I will address the team itself here. Um, we got a kind of a, you know, a, I don't want to you know, bash it too, too much. Basically, these two have had, um, you know, a, a, 
a fragile alliance in recent weeks. They've been kind of teasing uh, joining forces, and tonight it, there was nothing subtle about it. They, they had a backstage promo, and Nikki A.S.H. basically said, Oh, she had she had a couple of pretty bad lines. She said something like, "Let's not fly to conclusions," because she's, as you know, almost a superhero. Uh, and then she named their team, um, what was it, Super Brutality or something like that. Um, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> that's that's my opinion. But um, I am like it. Nesquik asked him, "I'm flying solo." John had had work commitments. I mean, uh, you know, he has, he has a, a a side gig, if you will. So you know, work got in the way. Sometimes life gets in the way, as we all know. So that is why I'm here to find. So hopefully, and I would expect John, uh, we'll be back here next week. We'll we get we'll get back into the swing of things in that regard. But as I said at, uh, at the start here, hopefully y'all don't mind me doing the show by myself here, uh, doing my best to talk about Raw with you all and uh, having your comments really drive the show here as that uh, conversation. So yeah, we did have that promo with Nikki A.S.H. and Ray Ripley. I mean, uh, Corey Graves had a couple of good lines commentary tonight, and the one that really stood out to me was just because RK Bros, uh, you know, like odd couple dynamic, you know, works. They're, they're literally the champions. Doesn't mean that you can like find success every time you do it. So, you know, ironically, I felt like he was kind of criticizing the, uh, the booking there where it's like, um, you. and this is, I feel like WWE does this all the time. I, I literally right now on Raw, they've got two of these odd couple teams, obviously RK Bro, and now they're doing this team of super brutality. Uh, it's worth pointing out that Although the promo wasn't great, Nikki and Rhea Ripley did defeat the women's tag team champions Natalia and Tamina. You would think setting up a tag title match at some point soon. DJ asking in the comments uh, if I could see Nikki and, and Rhea winning the tag titles. I mean, on one hand, um, I I kind of hope so. It's like if you're going to have them beat the, the beat the champions, that would be the natural. Uh, next step it's like i would hope they wouldn't just have the champions lose like that but this is wwe and uh, this is very much something they do all the time the champions lose it sets up a title match and the champions aren't always going to lose that title match so it's like just because they lose a, a non-title match like this or as the as the new gimmick is called the championship contender match um so if i could see this match potentially happening on an episode of Raw, you know, maybe ne if not next week, the one after that, or, I mean, or maybe at the pay-per-view, um, but maybe we could kind of get what we didn't get with our, or I should say haven't gotten with RK Bro yet, where you could have Nikki and Rhea kind of joining forces, but it's not this this magical combination like RK Bro, and it's like, okay, you know, it's not working, they lose a match, and then Rhea snaps, and as we saw when she first got called up to the main roster, uh, she, could, she could fully turn heel, attack, you know, this fun baby face in Nikki A.S.H. and set up a feud there, um, and DJ point out that, uh, at least as he's saying that WWE wants to turn very Ripley heel doing, doing that with, uh, through Nikki, a Nikki ASH here. I think that would make sense. Um, and yeah, and then you have, you know, that feels like a pretty logical direction here. So, um, to get to answer the question, I could see them as the champions. I don't know if that's the most likely thing, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, a couple, a couple of things we've seen tonight, um, it, it, it's tough to say. It's like, I feel like one thing could be possible, if not probable, but you know, very much for Raw here, you got to wait and see what's going to happen. Although Nishkur is saying that Ray, Ray and Nikki are the future Titan champions. So she's sharing her belief uh, and support for that idea. But uh, Stephen Chambers is saying that he's waiting for the Ray, Ray Ripley heel turn. So I don't know. You know, it feels, uh, I, I talk about on, on SmackDown, uh, on, on the SmackDown side of things all the time. It's like, 
uh, <laughs> I feel like you, you don't see this for all, all too much, whereas now they actually do have some options of what they could do. Uh, for this match, they could have, uh, or for this uh, storyline, they, they could have Rhea and Nikki win the titles and kind of, I guess, kind of recreate the, the success of RK Bro. Or on the flip side, you could have Ray Ripley turn on Nikki ASH, set up a feud there, and have, um, you know, Nikki, or sorry, have Ray, Ray Ripley be a full-fledged heel like that. So um, definitely it feels like they're at, a, they're at a fork in the road in that sense. Um, if I had to pick like the, the preferred option, I mean, based on tonight, I didn't didn't love the promo from, from Rhea and Nikki ASH. And then there have been some promos from Nikki that I, I thought have been fine, if not even good. Um, this one was not one of them. So, you know, for me, uh, yeah, I uh, unless things get drastically better quickly, I would probably hope that this team is short-lived and then we get a, a storyline. Because, come on, look at these two, all right? It's Ray, Ray Ripley, you know, literally, this is my brutality, and, and Nikki A.S.H., this bright, bubbly, almost a superhero. It's like, they're, again, I know, I know, I know Archie Bro is very, very similar. They're, on paper, you look at them, they should, they should not be together. Um, but I feel like even, probably even more so, it feels like Nikki... And um, and Rayo are, are these like this real you know uh, stark contrast. So um, and yeah, again, it, it can work. You see, we're literally seeing it every single week with RK Bro. But I'm not seeing that with this team, and I'm not trying to knock it too too much. But you know, we, we've seen this for a, a couple weeks now. It's not quite working for me. So hopefully, this team is short lived. Uh, although DJ Cassie has an interesting idea, saying so you can make Nikki the heel. Interesting. Uh, again, I, I think the th uh, I was talking with Robert on Saturday. The, the theme of the SmackDown show was up was possibilities and options they could do. Uh, whereas here tonight, the option uh, the theme of the night is uh, fresh uh, matchups and fresh directions. So you could do a, uh, Nikki turning heel here, but I don't see it. it pretty much, in, if you even if you just look at it in, in the sense of like marketing, it's like they've got this character very very clearly. Uh, oriented towards kids it's it's nikki ash the su almost a superhero cutting cutting these john cena like inspirational promos um and, and i feel like she's pretty clearly locked into that role as a as a, a baby face like a full-fledged baby face here um for now i do like the idea that someday she could turn into a super villain as uh friend of the show nando perhaps jokingly suggesting here i think that's something you could explore down the road you know maybe maybe once you kind of get all the um I want to like get all the money out of the the babyface side of it, but you know maybe maybe once they um they they do uh you know really move forward with, with this babyface side of things and really kind of lean into that you know we we're, we were talking about Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre a minute ago uh, whereas maybe now more than a year into his babyface run you do reach that point where it's like oh you know maybe uh you, you shake it up and, and go in the other direction so I, I think that's a cool idea I think there's still I I I've admittedly been a critic of the character but i think there's a lot they can still do with nikki ash as a baby face i mean to me the big money feud is her facing alexa bliss in like a batman versus joker kind of thing so to me they've got to do that at some point and that's a perfect segue too uh we did see a woman's a raw woman's title match tonight it was a rematch of last week when we saw uh nia jack shockingly defeat charlotte flair so that's set up a title match tonight Folks, if you if you're watching the show, if you've been watching it, you know more than just tonight, you probably know that I'm not a big fan of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler as the team. And my gosh, when it when it was all but you know confirmed that they're breaking up tonight, or from what we saw, 
I was thrilled as a peach. I was so happy. My gosh, I was. I John, I have been talking about it pretty much every week here, uh, every week that they're on the, that they're on the show. It's like my gosh, uh, this team needs to split up. I am so tired of them, and somehow. It is now, I say it pretty much every week, now it is September. And this team is still, or at least heading in tonight, it was still together. And we did see uh, Nijax lose to to Charlotte Flair, so Charlotte retained the title. But Shayna Baszler directly cost Nijax the match. Even before that, literally, as soon as the bell rang, she she cut a promo and said, yeah, I don't think Nijax can beat Charlotte uh, two weeks in a row. So very clearly, like, all right, that, that's step one of, of this pretty clear split. And then she was pretty much cost, uh, distracting Nia Jax throughout the match. And then the end, very, very directly distracted her and cost her the match there. Um, so that very clearly suggests to me that we are finally done with this team. And I think that is a very, very good thing. Again, theme of the night, fresh directions, uh, fresh storylines, fresh... Uh, just fresh. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to be redundant with it, but um, it definitely does feel like that's where we're going here. Uh, someone in the comments mentioned a couple minutes ago that we could see that at the pay-per-view. Maybe. I mean, this team, I think, what, they won the, the women's tag titles twice together, so maybe they do deserve that blow-off, but they could also have it as a featured match on Draw. Um, I'm not sure if it they could really blow up enough to be a quote-unquote uh, deserving uh, pay-per-view match, given how much they have Shane Baszler lose. If they played the cards right, they could easily build this up as a as like I'm not going to compare it to the Mega Powers exploding, but they could do it as a, as a fun you know uh, team implosion and, and you know storyline like that. We see it all the time. It feels like we're we're a far cry away from that. Steam Chambers agreeing the storyline's long overdue. Um, so yeah, I think based on what I saw tonight, I could see them maybe doing it next week, if not the one after that, and then or knowing it's WWE, probably doing it you know two or three times, and then we'll finally be done with it. Uh, but Nesker is pointing out, or at least uh, pitching a, a feud or a match here with Shane Baszler, Charlotte Flair. I, I this is an, another thing I say all the time. My gosh, they need to do better by Shane Baszler. This is someone that um, you know she she was in a featured match WrestleMania. What was that? two years ago yeah right yeah i guess that was 2020 so uh she definitely does deserve better than what she's gotten she's always taking pins she's always you know getting the the short short end of the stick there um and if if they kind of right the ship there and and get back to basics and book her the way that she was in nxt or even you know by and large how she was when she first got called to the main roster um they could easily set her up as as a dominant player on raw here so I hope to see that. I hope she does at least face Charlotte Flair. You know, if not in a feud, I could at least as a one-off. And I think they've done that match here and there uh, on Raw, and it always gets ruined with shenanigans and whatnot. But uh, yes, that's her saying that they've made Shane look weak, and that's a damn shame. She's so very, she's talented, got a unique look. Um, she's a genuine badass. So you know, they very easily could. Uh, you know, kind of revitalize her career once they kind of get her away from Nia Jax, whether that's moving her to SmackDown, whether that's quite literally just, you know, flipping the script and having her start picking up wins shouldn't be that hard. And in that case, it'll just be a matter of time. Um, so to me, that's definitely something that I hope to see uh, just them give her a chance and, and just do better by her. Cause like as someone that has really enjoyed her work in the past, like just seeing her get again, the, the, the short end of the stick over on raw uh, for months now. 
uh, definitely very disappointing to see that. So uh, Aneshka suggests uh, two comments, Nesha and Stephen Chambers agreeing that it would make sense to move her to SmackDown. I mean, yeah, all the time, if, if a wrestler is not doing well on the one show, send him over to the other. It's like a fresh coat of paint. It's a new lease on life, and that's a very good thing. So uh, to me, I very much hope to see that. Uh, for me, I, I do the Raw SmackDown post show, so it's a win-win. So I, I get to talk about her either way. Um, speaking of which, someone that I am, a, that I have been a fan of, that I remain a fan of, and remain quite disappointed in how they're handled, Karen Cross was a guest on Moist TV tonight. Uh, we got some comments earlier in the show here about what, wondering where's the Miz, what are they doing? I thought we were getting Miz Morrison. So did I. That was advertised for last week. They didn't do it. We don't really know what's going on with the Miz. There was there were reports that, that he got cast in Dancing with the Stars. I'm not sure what the, the timeline is for that. Uh, if, I'd be surprised if that was a sudden thing and he just suddenly got like pulled and was like, "All right, he's gone. We gotta we gotta press on, pal." And things change. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't. I haven't heard all too much about it. Um, where whereas other people, you, you you hear about Sasha Banks not being cleared, Kofi Kingston wasn't cleared, but he came back tonight. I honestly don't know. I don't know where the Miz is. Uh, but that that was why we got Moist TV tonight with Karrion Cross. Um, weird segment where they're backstage, they weren't even in the ring. This was very clearly pre-typed. I think John Morrison's theme, theme song was playing, and he were as as you would expect, Johnny Drip Tip worked in as many uh, moist and and drip puns as he could, uh, and Karrion Cross basically said. Um, it was it was a very it was a mixed bag where he had a couple of good lines uh or if not even lines but but he looked like a, like a star like he was dressed in a suit not in the ridiculous gear that I, that I will talk about in a minute uh so he looked like the NXT champion that that was on the 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 as we currently know it black and gold brand um which is unfortunately unfortunately that will be changing but uh regardless uh he he looks like the Karen Cross that we've come to know and expect in general but now, uh, you know, now he's being associated with with ridiculous gear. So thankfully, he being being a sharp dressed man in the suit, he looked more, um, if not legit, just more, you know, more like a star. So to me, that's a good thing. You know, that that was better. Um, and basically, he said that all he wants to do is, is make people's um, worst nightmares a reality. A very, very much like a, a '90s WWE line. Um, which is ironic because Vince McMahon wasn't even running the show tonight, per at least some reports. So uh, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard wasn't uh, per, in, the, in those same reports. So uh, not to say that, that anything really changed in that case. They're, they're very much, you know, hand in hand in that sense of, of, you know, whatever Vince would want, Bruce would probably know. So, you know, and that's pretty pretty safe to say that that, that was kind of a, a Vince uh, decision to have a line like that, or at least that uh, the, the the people running the show knew that he would like that. So uh, he had lines like that. And then Morrison had said something like, oh, you know, are you going to go for the U.S. title or, or the WWE title? Or are you, are you going to go for the, some splash holes like uh, Bobby Lashley? And Cross said something like, oh, I'm going to do all that after I uh, eliminate you from existence. Again, a very like mixed bag in a very um, not great segment. And for me, uh, any like positive momentum from the segment where I thought like, oh, he had like maybe one good line, he looked good. Then then he comes out in this ridiculous gear. He's got they've got to get rid of this gear. He looks absolutely ridiculous. It, it's not good. If uh, I'm assuming if you're watching this, you've seen it. It's it's a cross. It's a cross between a gladiator and some really wacky stuff. I don't want to really get into, but it's not a good look. I'll leave it at that. It's not a good look for a guy that, that's been the NXT champion. Um, Nestor saying crosses gear sucks. He needs Scarlet. Yes, John and I talked about this uh, on the Raw show. We talked about this on the NXT show. 
Um, I still don't don't know what's going on with Scarlet. I have heard, heard have not heard anything about that. Cross is so much better with Scarlet. If this is an, an an intentional thing where they're purposely not putting them together, my gosh, why? Because <laughs> Cross is so much better with Scarlet. Uh, if it's a matter of Scarlet not being cleared or or something else going on, I don't know. And again, I've, I've, I've said this a couple times now, but I hope that if that's the case, that she's good to go soon and, and, and we can't get them back together because I think uh, it's, it's ironic because they're a couple, so they're good for each other. And as characters, they're good together. Friend of the Shonando with his uh, wonderful comments as always, saying that Cross Without Scarlet is like rock music without guitars and Cross Without Scarlet is like tortilla, chip, tortilla chips without salsa, a hamburger without cheese, and a Kool-Aid without uh, sugar. Well said, yes. Uh, Charlotte, uh, sorry, Car uh, Karen Cross and Scarlet, uh, for a little slip there, uh, they, they very much go very well together as characters, and obviously they're, they're a couple, so I, I would imagine as people. Um, yeah, they, they, they're, they're very much, as characters, great together. I, I want to see them together. And I, I, as a fan, that is what that is what I really like, like seeing on NXT. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate about why uh, Scarlet hasn't been on TV. As far as I can recall, we haven't seen her since crossing up to the main roster, if not before that. So I really don't know. It, it was it was very abrupt where she just poop, you know, gone. Like she she just disappeared. And I, I don't know what that's about. Um and on the on the flip side, Cross won this match. It was it was a, a decisive showing. Uh, John Morrison, very much a, a former world champion in in other promotions like Impact Wrestling, who their Twitter game is unmatched. Like the second this match went on air, uh, Impact Wrestling Twitter tweeted like, "Oh, check out this match between uh, Johnny Impact Morrison and uh, Killer Cross, uh, Karen Cross from Impact." I think it was back in it might have been 2019 or so. So uh, Impact Wrestling, your Twitter game is unmatched. Uh, you you are you are great. But uh, Cross picked up a, picked up a win, which is good for him. Yeah, he may look ridiculous. He may he may have had some bad lines, but at least he won. So there, so that's good. Uh, but on the flip side, John Morrison, whoever knows what's going on with them is Morrison uh, got absolutely squashed by almost last week, pretty decisively lost across this week. Um, so that's not a great look. Uh, it's a hard saying poor, poor Morrison uh, while Morrison wrestles uh, and he gets beaten. Miz is uh, supposedly dancing, uh, dancing with the stars or, or who, who even knows what. Um, if that's the case or whatever the Miz is doing, I, I hope that this feud will still happen, but at this point, they're very much in danger of uh, like the, the the point of diminishing returns. Whereas, like the more they have, more snap they're losing matches. Um, you know that kind of takes some of the luster off of of a potential title run for him. So that's not good. Uh, so yeah, I, I hope that. In this case, I hope that Scarlett comes back soon and gets and gets paired across again. I hope that Morrison gets booked better. And I don't want to. That sounds way too simplistic. I know that's what I said about Shane Baszler, and I don't want to say, oh, they, they got they got to book it better. But you've got talent like John Morrison and Shane Baszler and many many other people on Raw and SmackDown that are not being quote unquote booked correctly, uh, or they could be booked better. That could be presented better. That could be uh, picking up wins, whereas they're getting handed losses and whatnot. So I think that is a fair criticism. So yes, uh, Neshker is saying that Morrison needs a title run. He needs a title run of some sort. He could very easily slot in in the, in the U.S. title scene when he's not getting these uh, decisive losses like this. Um, 
And on the flip side, you could easily have Cross kind of build up as uh, and he, he kind of teased tonight that, that he's going to start uh, chasing some titles. So uh, Stephen Chambers saying that Cross versus Priest could be a good match. We briefly saw it on NXT. If they so wish to, they could tie, they could tie in that history. Uh, and on the flip side, if they vote up Morrison, uh, Vanessa is saying that Priest and Priest and Morrison could be a good match. And we talked about earlier in the show with, with Drew McIntyre, uh, another option here uh, as in that same vein of kind of shipping someone off to uh, revitalize them. They could, they could ship cross off the of SmackDown, ideally with Scarlet and have him drop this ridiculous gear. And, um, you know, just, just, just hit the, hit the restart button. I think that'd be good for, for all, for all parties considered here. So, uh, but for now cross is, uh, He's he's in the he's in the winning column and that's good. Uh, but he but he this gear is not good. He's he does not have scarlet and that's not good either. So uh, yeah, a, a mixed bag for for Cross's entire run on Raw here. Uh, as much as I enjoy him as a performer, as a character, as a wrestler, uh, definitely not loving this version that we've seen of him uh, on the main roster so far. So um, I do want to mention I, I overlooked it. I was so focused on bashing or or sharing my my joy of seeing Nia Jax and Shane Baszler split up uh, two weeks ago. We got I think it was two weeks ago. We got a confrontation between uh, Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair after Charlotte defeated Nia Jax tonight. Alexa Bliss appeared on the video screen and invited Charlotte to the playground. Uh, she had Lily with her, and basically she had this this brutal line about how she's been uh, kind of locked up with this maniac in Lily, and she said to Charlotte, oh, and you know what that's like because you're a flair, and I think that was a pretty clear shot at Rick, and like, my gosh, Alexa Bliss uh, going, going right for the throat there, um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty fun of uh, actually having Bliss, you know, well, not just as the the crazy person, but actually as a heel. Like, hey, like, no, she's she's being a jerk and saying stuff like that. Uh, and then you know, she invited Charlotte to the playground. Charlotte turned it down. And then Bliss said, "Oh, I'll bring the playground to you. Let's go out." Bliss is in the ring, and Charlotte's like, "What do you want?" She points at the title. So, if so facto, Bliss <laughs> wants the Raw Women's title. So, thankfully. Last week, we got kind of derailed from that, where we had the Nia Jax uh, beating Flair, and then this week, the title match. Thankfully, uh, it looks like we're done with that. So it does look like we are getting Lex and Charlotte. That's great. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. I think Lashley and Randy Orton is going to be a very, very fun match, and, and the build to it has been good so far, other than this kind of... Uh, tangent of, of this Nia Jax feud. I think that Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair could be great. This really cool clash of personalities like that, where it's Alexa Bliss and this this character work she's been doing and Charlotte Flair, one of the, the very best women's wrestlers in the game today, I would say. So I think that's a very good thing uh, to, to pair them together. As I said about Lashley Norton, this is probably the best thing they could do at this point. Uh, whereas we, we just saw Charlotte and, and uh, Nia Jax. We've seen Charlotte and Ray Ripley. We've seen Charlotte and, uh, and Nikki A.S.H., so I think this is the, the best option they've got right now. And I think it'll be a very fun storyline here. Um, this is something that I could see them drawing out because again, but we had this kind of two week tangent. Uh, they could easily draw this out from uh, extreme rules. Maybe if they, they could get it through the next preview after that, depending on what they want to do uh, again, I say this every week. <laughs> I said it back in January. Alexa Bliss deserves a, a title run here, and I am very biased because she's one of my favorites. So maybe they could do kind of a, a hot shot of giving her a brief title run, giving it back to Charlotte, build up those title reigns. Why not? We were talking about Randy Orton, racking up the title reigns there. Um, that's something we could see here. Uh, Nesker is saying that she could see Charlotte losing with Lily's help. Why not? And on um, 
as a kind of on a similar token, Stephen Chambers saying that it's hard to pick who would win this match. And yeah, I think the first match, especially hard to call, but um, yeah, I think, I think they could kind of draw it out here and, and maybe just have them trade the title. If not, I would say I definitely once don't, don't get too crazy with it, but I think that'd be fun. You know, just having bliss have even, even a brief title reign, that'd be good for her. So, and I'd be very happy to see that. Admittedly, just just as disappointed to see her lose the title, but I definitely want to see her get kind of rewarded for the for the title work or for the character work she's been doing with a title win. So uh, very much here, looking forward to that. And to me, just the combination alone of Lashley and Orton and uh, the prospect of Bliss and Charlotte Flair, who basically agreed to give to give Bliss title shots. Uh, well, after Bliss pointed the title, um, Charlotte said, "All right, you know, basically agree to give her one." And she said, "But this is in your playground; it's mine." So they're gonna play. <laughs> so I uh, whether that's that. That's, could be at the pay-per-view. That's definitely a, a pay-per-view quality match um, on paper. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. I think that'll be very, very fun. And so we have pretty much worked through the whole show here, uh, three-hour show here for Raw. Again, that's a little, little easier when uh, pretty much one hour was uh, devoted to uh, the, the, the tag turmoil match here. But the last thing here, uh, definitely worth pointing out and talking about a little bit, uh, as DJ Cassier pointing out, uh, Drake Maverick is back on Raw, perhaps the greatest 24-7 champion of all time back here on Raw. Did did he consummate his marriage? I don't know. Hopefully they they, they go back to that. Renee Michelle, who briefly appeared back when uh, Maverick was on Raw, uh, I think that was two years ago now, uh, during that storyline, uh, tweeted about it saying something like, oh, here we go again. Um, she's working with the NWA, or she recently worked with, with the NWA, so... Um, I don't know what if she'd be available to come in if they want to bring her in, but that'd be pretty darn cool uh, to have a, a continuation of that storyline. But for me, the bar is so low. I got so excited seeing Drake Maverick come back and having our truth say, go home to your wife. My gosh, like any long-term booking, anything remotely like that. Um, I'm, I'm all here for it. I think it's great. Uh, and it, it just just a throwaway line like that, just acknowledging um, that that happened and, and respecting the viewer's intelligence and, and long-term, um, I don't know, support. The fact that we're watching the show every week for weeks on end, for, for years on end at this point. Uh, I think that's pretty darn fun. Uh, Reggie escaped with the title, and I got very excited seeing Drake Maverick uh, show up. I don't know why. I don't know why he's back. It is worth pointing out. Um I don't know if this was a cameo or if this was a, a full-time switch. I, I couldn't help but think. We do know that, quote-unquote, the new NXT is coming uh, next week uh, on Tuesday night here. So the, the new version of NXT might mean that they might be shaking things up on, in that sense and sending a, a guy like Drake Maverick back to the main roster. I think that's possible. I don't know if that's happening. I think it's possible, though. Um and maybe 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 that's what we saw tonight. Maybe he's back on Raw, back in the twenty four seven title scene. And if that's if that's the case, that is great. All right, because the twenty four seven title, I would say, was at its peak in some ways uh, back in twenty nineteen when they when they were doing crazy things like having Mike and Maria Canales at, at, at the OBGYN when they were having Drake Maverick trying to consummate his marriage when they do when they were doing all this wild stuff. If Maverick, if Maverick is back on Raw, uh, likely in the in the twenty four seven title scene here, I think that's a great thing. I think that uh, shakes it up. It adds another uh, quote unquote player to to the twenty four seven title scene. Whereas in recent weeks, it's been Reggie, r Truth, and Akira Tozawa. Um, you know, and and as Chris pointed out, that Truth needs his baby back. I'm sure he'll get it back at some point. They they've got to give it back to him at, at some point. And then not just in the future. It's a matter of being patient here. 
Um, and as each Cassier is saying, uh, as I said a minute ago, yeah, it might be just be a matter of a guy like Drake Maverick, uh, who who has been on the main roster, who's been uh, part of the kind of the quote unquote old guard in, in NXT for a while now, maybe moving them up, uh, back up to the main roster and, and paving the way for some new names in NXT. So if that's the case, I think I think that's pretty darn fun. I, I think that's good for the 24-7 title. I think that's, again, I'll say it again. The, the theme of tonight has been uh, keeping it fresh, opening up new possibilities here. So, um, and, and in some ways, you don't always need to do something entirely uh, unseen. That could, be, that could be going back and doing something we haven't seen in a while. It's been, what, pretty much two years. So I think that, that'd be pretty darn cool of seeing... Uh, you know, Maverick back on Raw, back in the, in the 24-7 title scene. So uh, with that, I hope that's the case. And and, and uh, if and with that logic, I hope, you know, uh, the, basically the, I hope they um, help some of these NXT stars abandon ship with this uh, this NXT revamp so that, you know, maybe someone like, as DJ Gassay pointing out, Anil Shirai maybe gets called up rather than uh, being... I don't want to say trapped on, on this uh, new NXT, but you, you know what I mean. Maybe call up someone like Anil Shirai who's done everything she can in NXT, um, you know, and, and other things like that. So I think about Anil Shirai, um, if you want to get really crazy with it, Johnny Gargano, I mean, who even knows? I, 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 we have no idea what, the, what this new NXT is going to look like. John Clark and I will talk about it uh, tomorrow night on the NXT post show, uh, and that will be the final uh, show of, of NXT as we know it here. So... You know, it's going to be a big one. We're going to have bachelorette parties with Index here. Before I get there, before I get there, I do want to rate the show and see what you all rate the show as well. For me, again, very much an anomaly where the third hour uh, pretty much carried the show. So for the kind of the, the, the novelty of, of that alone uh, and very much carried by the excitement for unexpected excitement for the raw side of extreme roles here with Lashley Orton with likely uh, or potentially bliss versus flair uh, and uh, maybe to a lesser extent, uh, Seamus and Damian priest, the raw side things for, for uh, extreme roles is looking pretty darn good. So for that reason, especially grading on the, the raw curve here, I'd probably give it like a solid seven, if not, and maybe that's a little low. Like I thought it was pretty, pretty darn good show. I mean, again, I enter the show, not expecting a lot, and having those those low expectations surpassed here, so I think that's a good thing. Uh, Nesca is giving it a high eight, so I think she definitely enjoyed it, and that's good. If you if you enjoy Raw, like you know, and I I try to, and I always enjoy part of it, but if you like really enjoy Raw, that is great. That speaks to you as a wrestling fan, as a WWE fan. Like kudos to you, I, I commend you, because for me. I've made some, I've made a secret about it. At least if you, if you follow me on Twitter and stuff, you know I, I've more more you know more recently admittedly kind of shifted to AW in some ways. Where it's like if if they've got those fun shows that we saw last night, yeah, I'm gonna be a little more uh, on their side of things. So uh, but for me, I will always be a, I will always be a WWE fan. I just more mean that sometimes you know that loyalty gets called into question, and then you have a, a, a true alternative like that. So. Uh, it makes it a little easier to look at Raw and being like, oh, what are the, what are they doing? Like, like, they have this great roster. They very they very well could be doing better, and sometimes they're not, and that is disappointing. Uh, DHGSA giving it a nine point five uh, met is, met the expectations that it, that it probably had coming out of coming out of the AW show here. And yeah, I think that's definitely important to note that no matter what, the show was probably going to feel like a, a letdown or a step down from. Uh, from AW all out at least uh, specifically, so I, I think it's unfair to really expect all too much. So um, 
<laughs> but uh, on, on the flip side, Victor Nash giving Raw a, a four because of that very reason, where you're coming out of AEW all out, you're hyped, we're, we're all hyped up from that, hoping for more, and if you're, I mean, there's definitely the narrative expecting WWE to step it up, uh, and kind of on the flip side, the fact that tonight was kind of more of the same in some ways, not not entirely, as I said, there were, th there were things they did tonight that I definitely liked, um, you know, that the, the, I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised by, but I imagine, uh, Victor, you're definitely probably not alone in that. I think many people tonight probably were uh, hoping for more. And we got, I think it was Nando early in the show commented like, oh, if they really want, if they really wanted to kind of, I guess, answer AW, they would have had Brock Lesnar show up or something. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the months ahead here? Speaking of Nando, giving Raw a 10 minus a 5.7. Folks, it is midnight. I am bad at math uh, to begin with. So I think what? That's below a five? Yeah, I am. I suck at math. It's all right. Uh, it's I'm, I'm gonna see that's a low score. I I just I just embarrassed myself with my my lack of math skills. Uh, but yes, Nando not too too blown away with Rob Knight, but that's fine. Uh, Steam Chambers with a six, not too too bad there. Uh, with Michael Covey with an eight point five, and again, you want you watch a show like this if you really enjoy it. If you're like if you're giving it something like an eight point five, that's a great thing. You know, to me, that's be again, it speaks to your loyalty. It speaks to your um. WWE fandom, and, and I commend you for that. I say that sincerely. Like, kudos to you. You you are, you are awesome. So, uh, with that here, uh, definitely, I, I should say, you know, on top of the things we saw tonight, the one can, among other downsides was um, we do know that the SmackDown Super Show on Friday in Madison Square Garden is supposed to be, has been advertised to be a Raw and SmackDown Super Show. Super, super Show is in the name. So, supposedly, Raw is supposed to be involved. We, we have nothing. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing advertised for that. We don't know the raw side of things uh, on that show, if anything. You know, it is, it is being presented as a SmackDown Super Show. Um, so I, I maybe 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 they, they change their mind. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I hope not. I, ho I hope they kind of capitalize on on this return to Madison, Madison Square Garden and do something really fun of of having the raw and SmackDown talent on that show. Even if it's something as simple as like a, a, a random tag team match, if you have Drew McIntyre do something or whatever, um, and and that's Chris point on, maybe, maybe they'll announce the last minute like everything else. I mean, probably, probably. But for me, very much old fashioned. I would hope that they kind of announce something for for the Raw side of things to make it say, oh, we don't have to wait until next Monday for for Raw or Raw like things. We can have, we can watch on Friday to see Drew McIntyre or whatever. That was not the case. Maybe they'll announce stuff, but regardless. We'll be here next week to talk about whatever does happen um, next week on Raw, even though we might have to wait until next Monday to, f to figure it out. Uh, maybe maybe we, won't, we won't see anything. Uh, at, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but regardless, Rob, Robert D. Fleece and I will be here on Saturday to talk about that that very fun uh, Madison Square Garden show. John Clark and I will be uh, here I guess now it's tonight on Tuesday night for NXT talking about the final era, the final show of the black and gold era. Otherwise the dynamic dudes of rampage cover all things, AEW, And also we've got a great, great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Pritchard uh, recently interviewed CM Punk. Got to check that one out. I interviewed somebody myself today. I don't want to give it away yet, but it's, it's in the can. So make sure to keep an eye out for that one. Again, all those things and uh, uh, and many, many more. Bill Pritchard also recently interviewed Paul White, the big show. Check that one out as well. Lots of great stuff. Always available on and, and constantly uh, adding to it on, on, on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Outpodcast, whatever it may be. 
please leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your comments. So thank you guys for sticking with, with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, you know, we always do our best here to help. Uh, if it's a fun show like AW All Out, if it's if it's a not so fun show, admittedly tonight was better, but Raw usually the weakest of the bunch. Um, but regardless, no matter what show it is, we we try to do the one, one thing here above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody, and take care.